0: We're back with a Luke and Pete shot on a Thursday. Oh, I had too much spit in me throat there. I couldn't get through the intro. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Born Dry Luke Moore. How are you doing, mate?
2: Hello. I feel reasonably well hydrated after the absolute debacle that was the uh, the outro to Monday's show where I got caught yeah. red handed, Nalgene yeah. in my way around.
0: Red handed. Well, blue handed because your Nalgene flask is uh, blue. Didn't Nalgene. Uh, didn't you try and. CC Nalgene into your uh, into a tweet.
2: So I I want this show to be sponsored by Nalgene as passionately right. as you want it to be sponsored by Coolish.
0: Yeah, I've I've been on at Coolish on the on the old Japan pancake, and they've uh, they keep they've, they've they've launched some new flavors for the summer, uh, Mandarin flavor and uh, Calpis flavor as well. And they and I keep replying, and oh, they will not. Re- they're actually soliciting. Uh, they're actually soliciting, like, where do you enjoy your Coolish? Where do you enjoy your eating your ice cream in a, in a Capri Sun kind of packet? And I reply, and I get nothing. I think I've been muted, Luke. To be honest, I think you
2: probably have. What What was the second yeah. flavour there? It sounded like you said cow piss.
0: Cow piss. Yeah, it's like a it tastes of, It's like it can sometimes be fizzy. It can sometimes not be fizzy. It's uh, it's like a yogurt flavoured soft drink. It's a little bit like a watery, slightly sweeter Yakult. It's delicious.
2: Okay, why don't they why yeah, don't yeah. they export this delicious stuff to the UK?
0: Uh, you can buy it in uh, Japanese supermarkets. It's just not. It's just one of those flavors that people will probably go, "Oh, yogurt flavored water, disgusting." Is it expensive, oh, it's expensive Coolish in the UK? You. you can't buy Coolish in the UK. That's why I'm so furious. That I That's what be I just said. Why don't they export there, yeah. it to the UK? Oh, right, okay. I mean, it's basically just soft serve ice cream in a Capri Sun packet. It's, it's nothing special. But I've decided to brand myself as something underwhelming because I hate myself as you as you've already discussed.
2: Yeah, the sort of yeah. You, so you've basically nailed your colours to an underwhelming product, so you yeah. feel worse about yourself.
0: Yeah, it's 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 half irony and half self hate, and it's uh, you know that that's the that's the Neapolitan actually three flavors of Neapolitan, isn't there? Uh, aside, you just described the broadcasting
2: disgust. career of Luke Moore. Um, mm-hmm. We we have some inf- interesting news, Pete. One is that um, shout out to everyone that pointed out that. Last week, when we were trying to name the U.S. states we visited, um, yeah, both of us forgot Illinois, despite us quite <laughs> famously playing a live show in Chicago
0: not six months ago, whenever it was. Yeah, yeah, there is that, isn't it? Yeah we, yeah, we we muffed up on that one. I'm well, afraid. maybe people
2: yeah. will give it that gives people an idea as to why we always repeat stories because we don't know what we're doing. Like the we have to have a system. Like what I have to do is I have to transport all the emails from the email inbox into a document. And I delete right, yeah, them as yeah, I go. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll just end up reading the same emails all the time.
0: Oh yeah, hugely, hugely. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm trying to go through the emails now to to set up the second half of the show. I mean, we we use a piece of software called ZenCaster, not to get you through the uh, let you through the curtains too much. Um, and obviously. It's very much boom time for any uh, tele-networking or tele-recording uh, software. Uh, they're having what can only be described as a fucking lovely time uh, yeah. financially. And uh, there's a premium version of the product. There's a non-premium version of the product. And uh, we're on the non-premium version of the product because we like to invest in ourselves. And No, they've waived the fee product. for the
2: premium one, mate.
0: Yeah well I I yeah well they're very they're very into me not into me getting involved with the professional but they have yeah but it's really confusing anyway if every time I log on to Zencaster, it asks me why I'm not interested in the professional version, because I just say no. Um and there's loads of different ways. It's like uh it's too expensive, I'm not podcasting anymore, I'm tired, leave me alone, I'm scared <laughs> of the internet. There's all these little excuses you can give. And every time, whichever one you choose, about five minutes later, you get an email from the CEO of Zencaster saying, Oi! Why is our product too expensive? Or, oi, why have you stopped podcasting? Or, oi, why are you scared of the internet? And all of my inboxes are just filled. Every last one of them is filled with just that. The CEO of Zencaster having a right old bitch.
2: Yeah. Pete, if we get banned from Zencast, you do realize our business will finally go under. <laughs> so that's a I low guess. percentage play by you. Well, listen, while you're doing <laughs> that, Megan sent us this really interesting thing on Twitter as well. She sent us a website <laughs> called weirdorconfusing.com. It's a great little thing. Have you seen it? Uh, No, no, I haven't. So basically, it's weird or confusing stuff currently for sale on eBay. Um, and you click on a button and it gives you a randomly generated listed item. And the whole website just says, sell me something weird or confusing, please. And you click on the button. So I'm going to click on the button right now. Oh, yes. And what I've got, it's great, right? Um, Sizzling bacon, adhesive bandages (laughs) in a collectible Band-Aid tin. So you can buy some plasters Uh, that look like a rasher of bacon.
0: I get offered those a lot on Instagram and Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those products that always comes up for me. That's I've very clicked,
2: strange. I've clicked on it again. The next thing yeah. I've been served up is a book, which is a million random digits just in a book.
0: Right. What's that for then? Is that for like no um, reason. competitions or, uh, yeah? I mean, you, 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 in random numbers is quite useful, isn't it? I mean, that next it up. Underpins, a, underpins a lot of computer programming. Yeah, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's why it's going to work. I don't, um, don't know why I said programming. <laughs> <laughs> it's, really, it's enjoyable, though.
2: Next up, Crafting with Cat Hair, a book on cute cut handicrafts uh, to make with your uh, cat.
0: Uh, uh, Does that uh, make you feel sick? I, I, that, that genuinely makes me feel sick because this, uh, I saw a post from somebody whose mum had snipped off her, her son's dreadlock and made like a, like kind of crocheted into like a, I'd probably call it, looked like a coaster of some kind. It looked, oh, disgusting. Yeah, so people make little kind of little models of stuff, cat hair, which just looks like compounded cat hair fluff balls. It's, uh... Yeah. It's a bit weird. I mean, some
2: some people are very weird about it's hair. Utilitar-
0: aren't they? It's utilitarian, but I just yeah. don't want. Cat- well, I'm highly allergic to cats, so it would be, you know, here's a comedy moustache. <laughs> it's a cat hair. Oh no, yeah. I'm dead.
2: <laughs> Pete, are you allergic? You're still allergic, allergic to dogs as well, aren't you?
0: Yeah, although I did recently sign up to uh, not as bad as cats in any small way, but uh, in any big way, but uh, small way, big way, it doesn't matter. Does not matter. Borrow my doggy. I sign up to uh, borrow my doggy because I'm very lonely at the moment, and uh, oh, it's like uh, it's like internet dating. I think it's. I just get every every new day. I get an email with a new sexy dog in my area. Oh, Pete, <laughs> I
2: don't. I don't think you'll pass the. You haven't passed the um, the test for that. Have you? Surely you need to be. People need to be screened for that type of service. Apparently not.
0: That. Apparently, but well, anyone can own a do- anyone can own a dog and look after a dog, can't they? I mean, you know. Yeah, but, but you, I mean you I only you, have to you, kill one dog, and you're known as the dog killer of Soho. So, which is <laughs> replace well, all, all really of my on other
2: plumes. I'd love <laughs> it if the person who um, who ran that website um, listens to this show. Yeah. <laughs> the or emails will dying. stop like that. Yeah.
0: But the thing is, you'll get, like, emails with pictures of, like, puppies that could not be older than six weeks old. I'm sorry if you're bored of it already. You're in lockdown. You're not allowed to leave the house and your dog's six, week old, six weeks old. You shouldn't have it. I am having your dog. I'll keep it. You know, you can't be trusted with it.
2: Borrow my <sighs> doggy, honestly. Imagine <laughs> yeah, I getting to the stage.
0: Some, some beauts on there.
2: Imagine getting to the stage where it is a better arrangement for the dog to be living with you. You haven't <laughs> even got a garden. You've got. You've got, I've your got flat a churchyard
0: behind me. I've got a churchyard behind me. So have a bit of that. By the way,
2: um, changing trains slightly. Did you see? There's a good article on the BBC website about. Um, they don't like trains sometimes. No, that's true actually, um, but but the um, the the events that have been cancelled due to the coronavirus lockdown. Um, right. and Extensive. There are so many weird, eccentric British events. It's yeah, really, it's really, it's okay. really brought it into, it's really brought it home for me. Um, <laughs> right. But for example, um, the Worm Charming Championships, which takes place in South Devon every May, uh, has been right. cancelled.
0: Look, if it's in Devon, roughly half of those events will involve blackface. So just cancel them year. day, I'd say.
2: <laughs> That's true. But I don't see why you need to socially distance with Worm Charming.
0: Uh, what do you mean? I said like, so the way it works is you get a three, you them? get a
2: three foot square patch of grass, and you have to try to charm as many really worms out as you can.
0: <laughs> How do you charm them out? Just apparently, like, they um,
2: use w- water. You'd imagine, wouldn't you? Apparently, the most popular way of trying to do it is to simulate the sound of rain.
0: Ah, okay. Pitter patter, pitter patter.
2: Yeah, so people and, do tapping on the ground, potentially, um, uh, like yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, so and they, they just and, climb out. Yeah, apparently. Um another one um the shin kicking contest in the Cotswolds that's been cancelled. Oh. oh that doesn't sound like much fun. I'd love to have a fucking go at you at that. What do you mean? I'll just give you a right old kicking.
0: Yeah, but I uh my shin pads are so tiny when I play football and I've probably played in the last 10 years more games of football than you so they're uh, they're quite calloused I would say there's a lot of weird lumps on my shins that would protect me naturally anyway so
2: I will still take my chances. <laughs> All
0: right, cool. Uh, that's I'm been glad we're by the way, distancing.
2: the annual shin-kicking um con- like competition or whatever it's called, um, has been going in the same place in the Cotswolds since sixteen twelve. Next to a hospital, I'd hope so, but apparently steel <laughs> toe caps are <laughs> banned.
0: So what's it? Just kicking each other in the shin, like it's just you would break, but you would still break people's shins, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, probably.
0: People, I, I remember. I, mean, I, I give uh, Jim Jim Campbell from the Ramble. Jim Campbell from the Ramble. Uh, one really bad one, which he d- didn't recover from for quite a while. I remember. And I remember just that. In, uh, that was just in a, in a building. It wasn't even on a football field.
2: I know what that was for. That was because we were making a video in your office, and it involved you having to slide tackle someone, and we tried to simulate it, and you went. You got way too into it, and it ended up almost snapping Jim in half, basically.
0: Well, I mean, well, he saw me coming. He could have, you know, jumped over and sort of, you know, made the most of the tackle. But the, th- the thing you forget about Jim is that uh, if I was going to bet um, – if I was going to bet who gets run over by a car first, it would be Jim because he's just not got any spatial awareness. He's, he's got some kind of an inner ear thing that prevents him from dealing with life. And I yeah. was life at that point and I would hurt his shin. Yeah, and – and- it did look very painful.
2: He hit the deck like a ton of bricks. It was hilariously yeah, he, funny. Um, and yeah, and it, it, l- it let, let me just let me just end this little section on a more sort of somber note. So okay. you will, of course, be aware as as with all our listeners, of about the cheese rolling race in Gloucestershire, which happens every year. You know that one, Pete? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah they roll the cheese yeah, broken down. Broken
0: legs. It's like you know another stir on the NHS. Needless broken legs because that we used to do something, and it's tradition. Yeah. We have to do it. We have to keep we have to keep doing it or we'll yeah. die.
2: Yeah. Um I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to ignore the uh the, the politically loaded comment um there uh, and so they chuck a big wheel of cheese down uh, down Cooper's Hill in Brockworth in Gloucestershire right? And they can't do it this year because people have to socially distance, of course. But it's right. happened every year for centuries. So one of the organisers is just going to roll a single solitary cheese <laughs> down the hill on the morning of the 25th of May, or whenever it is, and um, that's going to be that.
0: Yep. Divorcee? Brexit Britain. You're welcome to it. <laughs> yeah, that is the most pathetic thing <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. Uh, what would you do instead? All, what? Not what to you just do? not do it. Just not to just understand that it doesn't fucking matter and <laughs> there's bigger things and it's a waste of fucking cheese. It'll probably get a nick. You won't want to eat it after that. Fuck it.
2: You, you old romantic. Pathetic. <laughs> anyway, our friend Lee sent that in. Thank you very much, Lee, for making us Thanks, aware Lee. of that. And I'm sorry Pete didn't get into the spirit of it more, but what can you do?
0: I didn't roll with it, let's say. Uh,
2: no, exactly. Let's have a little break, yeah. Peter. Then when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll do some uh, more emails. We'll clear up all this email business.
1: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
2: Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt.
1: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves.
0: you ever skitching? No, that was quite that was quite a big deal. Skitching, uh, it was certainly a video game. But it was it, being a a young English boy, uh, I assumed all of the all of the teenagers of the US were skitching all the time. Uh, you know the bit in um, <laughs> you know the bit in Back to the Future where Marty McFly is on his skateboard and he grabs hold of the back of a car to propel himself through the town square. That's, I believe. Skitching. Where's this a video come from? Game called, there was a video game called Skitching. And that's what you had to do. You just grab on the back of cars. And whenever I saw anybody do it in town, uh, okay, I would go, wow, that guy's Skitching. Uh, but you obviously had to hide from the from the driver because the driver obviously wouldn't want you grabbing all, the, all of the spoiler on the back of the car. Skitching! But no one talks about Skitching no more. It's Very true. Upsetting.
2: Have you ever done it?
0: I've never done it now, but I have been playing a lot of uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater while while I've been in isolation.
2: So that's that's a British British tradition you'd like to see maintained then, skitching.
0: Oh, skitching. I think we should do more skitching. And it's easy to do now that there are fewer cars on the road. I might buy a skateboard uh, because that's the kind of midlife crisis uh, that would suit me down to the ground uh, and do some skitching around Soho.
2: I think listeners everywhere will be stunned to know that you don't already own a skateboard.
0: Yeah, yeah, surprising. I own uh, many fabulous things, but uh, old typewriters, old reel-to-reel recorders, a few uh, Apple iMacs from the late nineties, and uh, and a button uh, from a Jubilee line train. But I don't own a skateboard. <laughs> and
2: loads of things that you've taken apart, and so can no longer sell on eBay. Yeah. Peter, also also.
0: speaking, we spoke about eBay in the first half of this uh, podcast, didn't we? Um, Yeah. uh, One of the things that I was looking for, I was thinking, could I buy an aircraft on eBay? Uh, I couldn't find. I could. I find. I found one sort of kit airplane that was. Uh, it was out of license because it hadn't been MOT'd or whatever the plane version of MOT is. But there was this bloke in, I think, Bristol, who, uh, you know, still potters around in it every now and again. So you could buy a plane for about, I think it was 40 grand. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, And you don't need a full pilot's license for it because it's quite a a light little plane. Uh, But you could buy a drone weighing scale, a big scale that you can put a big, you know, killing machine drone on it. That's out like it, and it's about like 50 grand. It's um, huge. In the Wonderful. list of,
2: in, in the interior kind of mental list I've got of the most likely ways you will die, um, right. crashing Constrike. crashing <laughs> a self built plane would probably be, or a, a plane you bought off the internet, I think would be yeah. higher on your list than anyone else's, I'd say.
0: Okay, fair dues. Fair dues. Is, yeah, mean, I, my I, my, my, I my dad sends fast. me.
2: Yeah, that's exactly exactly right. My dad's, yeah. my dad sends me um, eBay listings and um, things he's seen in the paper, photos of of, of, of planes for sale, quite a lot,
0: like yeah. more oh, than I ever incredible. expected he would. You assume that you couldn't just go, "Who oh, wants to buy a plane?" But it turns out you can just buy a plane.
2: Yeah, well, it's got to be sold somewhere. I mean, how did they sell them before the internet? They probably must had some kind of version of Auto Trader, did they?
0: But you'd think you'd think the rules of the air, bearing in mind that if a plane goes down, you could crash into a building and kill lots of people. Uh, you'd think that there would be some universal body that would uh, come round inspect your plane uh, for defects. slash electrical wiring problems slash fuel line problems uh, and then give it the clean bill of health and allow you, give you the license to sell it onto some other unsuspecting person, because um, I was talking to Chris from uh, Chris Broad from abroad in Japan uh, this week, or maybe last week, uh, and he was saying that uh, to buy a car in Japan, uh, the police or some some uh, policeman with the most unlucky job ever, the most unlucky uh, posting ever, has to come round your house and measure your parking space before you're allowed to buy a certain size of car. That's Isn't unreal. That isn't that amazing? I mean, in Japan, you are—it's there's a, there's a, there's overemployment. I mean, everyone's got a job. There's very little unemployment in Japan because of this kind of. Uh, it was just, what was that thing in uh, in the, the US did it in the in the in the fifties, and where everybody had to have a job, and it was overemployment, and it kind of stimulated the economy because people were buying stuff. They've got that in Japan, uh, so some people just have these weird jobs that don't exist anywhere else. But yeah, a policeman uh, comes around, and and, and and there's not a lot of crime in Japan to investigate, obviously, um, and. Yeah, they go around and just uh, measure the size of your parking space.
2: On the other side of the coin, yeah, have you seen that video of those mad old libertarians in the US? And they were, I think they were trying to – there was like some kind of um, <clears throat> conference where they're trying to vote for or, or choose a leader to represent the libertarians at the upcoming presidential election. Yeah. And um, they're on a panel and there's some candidates – and um, one of them gets into a huge amount of controversy because he he says that people should have to have driving licences, and everyone's going no nah, <laughs> boo, and he's going hang on guys, hang on guys, I think we can all agree that to drive a car we should be able to display some kind of competency so that we don't get that. And everyone's <laughs> going no way
0: boo, like that. it's amazing because if you're because if you're exactly so if you're like you know if you're surely uh, if I'm driving a car uh, heaven forfend. Um, the, the somebody is surely going to infringe on my liberties by being a maniac, by What's not being mean? able to control their vehicle. So, it's, almost like, yeah. it's almost
2: like a political philosophy that doesn't actually exist when it survives any <laughs> kind of contact with the real world. Because uh, le- heaven forbid that um, you know, one person's idea of, in quotes, freedom would impinge on someone else's idea of freedom, <laughs> and the whole thing crumbles to dust instantly. Well, that, Who would have why... thought it?
0: That's why, they, that's why the Republicans are so fucking batshit at times. And certainly in a crisis like coronavirus, they're all like, we should be allowed to do what we want. Yeah, if you want everyone to fucking die, brilliant. Yeah, well, everyone should have the right to die. Well, no, <laughs> that's not exactly fair, is it?
2: But that's why, that's why you get, um, surely if you if you were living in like an entirely libertarian society, you would then be able to do something like build your own plane, just fly it wherever you fucking want. And yes, yeah. you would almost certainly die instantly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, anyway, uh, Rocket Man died, didn't he? That he was a libertarian, wasn't
2: he? He was a flat earther um, as well.
0: Oh yes, that's that. He, sorry, yeah, he pro- yeah probably wasn't a libertarian. Probably was a flat. And He was a flat earther, and he uh, yeah crashed his. He, wait, he flew. He, he
2: flew his own rocket to try and prove that the Earth was flat, and then died.
0: He'd done a couple of uh, test uh, flights. Obviously, he'd done it before. He broke his back on one of them. So. <laughs>
2: Yes, I think was, I'll
0: proceed with this. I think I think I'll probably proceed with this situation. Yeah, yeah. So how did it go? It went okay. I broke my
2: back, so all right. So that's the end of that, is it? No, no. no I'm doing another one next week, right?
0: I tell you, I tell you what should be, uh, what should be closing my libertarianism. Uh, I'm in the middle of town, and uh, pubs. Fifty million pints are apparently going to go to waste. This summer. That is a scandal. If they, don't, if, they, if they don't close the lockdown, I should be allowed to go to any pub and just say, us a barrel." No proper, no, proper
2: libertarian would be brewing his own beer.
0: Ah oh, shit! Yeah, yeah. True. So
2: think about that. All right. Hello, at show dot com is the email section. A very short email section today now because of that nonsense. Sorry. Uh, no, it's both of our fault. Uh, Lewis Stone has been in touch saying hi, ch- hi chaps. After hearing the MSN Messenger talk, I thought I would share my own experience of it. Ooh. After nagging my mum to finally have internet ordered for our house back in the heady days of two thousand five, what were you doing in two thousand five, Peter?
0: Uh, probably I that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was rather impatient and couldn't wait, said Lewis. I remember I had an AOL, di- AOL disc offering one month's free dial up broadband, which had been sitting in the cupboard for around two years. Were they still dishing out those CD ROMs in 2003, Pete?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah very, even later than that.
2: Okay, great. And Lewis says, without my parents' knowledge, I signed up. I was 15 at the time. I faked my details. And with my stupidity, I didn't realize I was signing up to a two-year contract, which was later canceled due to my age. Fraud, I guess. But this only adds to the weight of how important this all was. The very evening after signing up, I was speaking to a friend on MSN. and She was at another friend's house, and they were just about to switch accounts. Add me on theirs, I asked. Little did I know how important that flippant comment would be. From there, I speak to the newly added person on my MSN Messenger post-school evenings. We chat for a couple of months. I pluck up the courage to ask her out on a first date, and she agreed. First date, classic cinema, meet up a few times, and the rest is history. Fifteen years later, we are married and living a very happy life together. Moral of the story, sometimes being impatient rewards you with a big life win. RIP MSN Messenger, Lewis Stone.
0: I think that is the feel-good story we need in these troubled times. Fantastic. You've got mail. It's your future wife.
2: Yeah, this, um, job. this show is good at basically just telling mundane stories, but end up being uh, little gems in this uh, yeah. flotsam and jetsam of the life tide that comes and goes. Yeah. I was, I in my head, was in my head, that was a my... bit more uh, sort of eloquent, but that didn't really work. Yeah, and then...
0: <laughs> Sad guys sometimes. Yeah. Well, keep us updated. Uh, it might all got shit. Uh, yeah, Luke- let <laughs> us know when you get divorced. <laughs> Luke, uh, Reese has got in touch. <laughs> Conspiracy is the title of his uh, is the title of his uh, email. Right. I messaged before about the official status of Taiwan. Then also about a horse sex video. Anyway, metaphor US Marine. Met a former US Marine living in the Philippines who thinks the world is flat. Bit odd. will monitor. Cheers. Luke Grease. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Keep us yeah, posted. Look, it's got a lot in there. Got a lot in there. Look, if you're gonna just concatenate all of your emails into one big chunk, I'll I'll read them out. All right, it's efficiency. Um
2: I, I got a, I, there was a great um situation for me like earlier uh, sort of late last week, where I got a message on Instagram someone asked him why um, I um, muted him on Twitter. And right. then uh, I was like, just, I just ignored it. And then this morning, my friend who saw a reply to one of my tweets from the same guy that obviously I didn't see because I muted him. And it just said, right. just told me to suck a dick. <laughs> so what do you want out of this, I'm, mate? You, you are, I'm you're not- complaining that I've muted you. And even if I think about unmuting you, you're telling me to go and suck a dick in quotes. So is that what I want in my Twitter
0: account? Not really. Well, well, as soon as we click stop on this recording, I'm going to check out who this ledge is and befriend him immediately. Um, (laughs) His name was
2: Don Peterson.
0: (laughs) Hello to uh, Alex. Alec Lodge which sounds like a lovely place to spend the night Uh, if you'd like another (laughs) odd story uh, and potential topic of conversation here's this one a few few years ago I went and picked up a Chinese takeaway couple of men's rice and crispy seaweed don't judge I like it Uh, a girl in front of me picked her order up just lemon chicken just lemon chicken right Feel free to judge your way, says uh, Alec. Uh, when I got home, I found my crispy seaweed was missing, but I had an unwanted lemon chicken. I can only assume that poor girl had gone home with a solitary box of crispy seaweed. She must have been fuming. Keep up the great work. Loving the show. Ike Lodge in Essex. Now, not the most interesting uh, email. I, I, he, there was extra bits to it, uh, Alex email, but this was one I wanted to focus on. Um, does anyone, is, is it is it genuinely accepted that crispy seaweed is disgusting?
2: Um, my sister always, orders, I mean, as you well know, I'm not really a huge fan of Chinese takeaway. But my, whenever right. we have it as a family, my sister always orders seaweed. Is I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna show my own ignorance here. I mean, is it actually seaweed or is it just shredded cabbage?
0: No, it's seaweed. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely crispy seaweed, just fried, really thin. Uh, I, 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 texturally,
2: I quite like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the powder they put on top is a little bit meaty, a little bit sweety, a little bit sweety, a little bit, a little bit soury, a little uh, bit naughty. And, little bit naughty and i like that i i just find it all delicious like uh, lemon chicken delicious but the uh, the 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 deep fried seaweed is bloody lovely what's wrong with a bit of deep fried seaweed Alec?
2: it just reminds me me of the sopranos when they keep getting his chinese order wrong and he keeps getting annoyed about it and he keeps getting told to check it before the guy goes but he never remembers
0: Right, Can we get to the bottom me. of this? Can we get to the bottom of this, Luke? Have you been watching The Sopranos again recently? Because the you have mentioned The Sopranos on seven separate podcasts I've listened to. lately. Yeah, are you going I, through I am. them again? Oh, I am, oh, right, because okay. uh,
2: Mimi's not not seen it, so we're watching them together.
0: Ah, um, we're actually almost finished. Sense. We've only got
2: a season and a bit left. But um, one thing I didn't realise about The Sopranos is that. Um, mm. It's just so funny. Like It's legitimately one of the funniest shows yeah. ever made, even though it doesn't set out to... I mean, obviously, it does It does set out to be funny because it's really well-written, but it's not listed as a comedy, of course. And it's really, yeah. really, really funny. But there's a there's a new podcast um with Michael Imperioli, who plays Christopher Moltisanti, and Stephen Schiripper, who plays uh, Bobby Bacalar. They've done a show together, just started, called Talking Sopranos, where they go right. for every episode. And it's like that one you were recommending about the US office... Yeah,
0: the office women, office ladies, office ladies. Yeah,
2: but these, these two are like, these two are just so funny, like intentionally and unintentionally, because they've absolutely got no broadcasting chops whatsoever because they're actors. So they just sit there, <laughs> just chatting shit. So they'll just, sometimes, it's, it's, it's still a really compelling listen, but sometimes an episode will literally just be Michael Imperioli listing actors, like list, listing actors' names and going, great actor, next name, great actor. Next name, great actor. He was in that thing with me. Great actor. Writer. Great writer. That's, that's all it is, but it's still absolutely compelling because their voices are so fucking good.
0: And if you'd like to write that in our iTunes review, um, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're free to do that as well, yeah. Do, I'd do love to do a role like, reversal. On the, on the office, uh, ladies. On the office, ladies. Office, uh, yeah, it is office, ladies. Office, ladies? Whatever it is. Oh, you're is trying to be woke uh, again, aren't you? Uh, uh, it, no, well, no, I'm just I'm literally trying to remember the name of the podcast. Office ladies, yeah. Uh, the uh, most of the emails I've probably mentioned on this before. Uh, most of the emails are just people going, uh, "Was uh, that bit you said uh, uh, made up on the spot? Was it an improv?" Like, like people in America who seem to listen to this podcast, every single last one of them seem to think that this is how a TV shows made. They cast all of the parts, they put them in a room, and they just go speak. make the TV show and they do it for two weeks and and out comes an episode instead of painstakingly rewriting and rewriting lines. They think because the actors have some improv chops that the director and the showrunner and the writers... I'll just go, you know what, guys, you just get on with that. We'll have a tab. You, you just do the episode. It <laughs> is that, so but- disrespectful to the creation, creative process of making a TV show. I cannot, I just keep on getting angry about it. But doesn't it depend, though?
2: Because I think, you know, you, I mean, you might have set yourself up for a bit of a fall here because some TV shows work in that way. Some, So I'm pretty sure that um, Shane Meadows and Larry David, for example, they will say, this is the start of the scene. This is where we need to get to. Um, and here are some pointers. But they do, do a lot of improv stuff in the middle. Now, I know, because I've heard the, the Sopranos guys talking about it, that apart from the pilot episode, there's absolutely no... Um, ad hoc ad-libbing stuff at all in it. It's really tightly written. But I don't think every show is like that, particularly not comedies.
0: There are... No, no. I would say 99% massively incorrect. And especially like the Larry David thing is a very good example. And that is the example people will bring up. But Larry David and his Kabbalah people, they do have pointers and they do have a beginning, a middle and an end to a scene. But the situation is that has already been workshopped a thousand times and worked out how it starts, where the thread's going, where's the scene going to be set, who's going to be in it, who's cast as this person, who's cast as that person. So it is already, by the time you start the cameras r- running, whether it's, whether it's completely improvised or not, there is so much work that's gone into that before the any improvisation is even approach you know who your character is you know mm. what what reasons you have to say the things that you're saying it's so well worked out even before you give any actors any scope for any for, for trialing anything out and it's way more rigid than you think especially when you've got time concerns you're filming on location time is money it just drives me wild that A, it disrespects the people who spend days and weeks and months and years putting a TV show together and it also disrespects the actors as well in that they can't deliver material written by someone else I, I, it does my fucking nothing Luke well, I Jeff don't Garland, know I'm so angry about
2: it Jeff Garland says with Kirby Enthusiasm there's a paragraph about each scene uh, and and that's it
0: well, fine. That will be there's, one. There's of, no writing, basically. There will be. There will be. That is. That is bit, one it's example. A bit embarrassing of, for you, isn't it?
2: That a bit embarrassing. W-
0: well, the one example. That, <laughs> it's like saying. It's it's like saying, oh, Paul Kitson and uh, I don't know, Cristiano Ronaldo. They both scored a goal, didn't they? <laughs> this they both going? scored a goal. They both scored a goal. Well, they both scored a goal. They both scored a goal. So you know, they're very. Uh, you know, uh, I'm losing my. Thread a little bit here. Probably be the best to end the podcast, but yeah, I'll work I, it out. I'll come just, back on Monday and I, I and, say, I, and I will work out why Paul Kitson is like Chris, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. There
2: are worldwide famines that have not got you angrier than this. <laughs> <laughs> all I did was list one series that does improv. That's it. That's one. all I wanted yes, to say. Exactly.
0: Because that's the only one. That's the only one. Everything is written. Everything. I think do I'm just saying did Jim wear his own clothes for this scene? Why? Why would he wear his own clothes? They've got a budget. They've got a person to fucking sew their clothes together. Oh, I'm
2: idiot. just going to fade this episode out. So you could just stop it now, mate.
0: Bye, everyone. We'll see you on Monday.
1: This was a Stakhanov production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.